Looking to start your own website? The first thing you need is a domain name, and the best place to get one is at GoDaddy.com. With your domain registration, you'll get hosting, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code RON, that's R-O-N when you check out, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Hello, this is David Heyman, and I'm the producer of the Harry Potter films, and this is MuggleCast. Because some very lucky fans got to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 today, this is MuggleCast Episode 206 for August 21st, 2010. Welcome, everyone, to the special Muggle mini-cast. This is a very special edition. We only do these when there's big news to talk about, and we got to get the show out as soon as possible. And, uh, gosh, I don't even know what else to say. Emerson and Eric are both on the phone, also joined by Micah. And Emerson and Eric, you both got to see Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1. Uh, by a amazing... Uh, series of events. We, I happened to be uh, walking out of a movie at this movie theater a block from where I live, and a guy who works for Nielsen pulled me aside and asked if I'd be interested, uh, myself and my friends, in seeing a special screening of a movie, and he wouldn't tell us the name. And he pointed at all the movie posters on the wall and said, you know, if it was any of these movies, Inception, I could tell you the name. But for this one, I can't tell you. Uh-huh. But I can promise you that it's a movie you all have heard of. <laughs> That's so funny. We were quite excited. Uh, talked to everyone we knew. Figured it had to be Deathly Hallows. No other movie. Uh, and, and he also said that it was probably going to be between a PG-13 and a PG rating, and it hadn't been decided yet. Oh, okay. So you guys, so flash forward to today. Uh, you got you got Eric Skull in, too. And Hello. You guys got so you get in the theater. They take your phones away because obviously they don't want people like sending the 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 audio of the call out of the theater. And um, so what happens when they announce that you are seeing part one? I mean, does it explode? Well, well, we knew uh, the intense Harry Potter fans knew because we saw David Heyman and David Yates take their seats. Oh. Uh, theater before they officially announced it. So we were telling everybody there were. Uh, there was a woman and a man next to me who hadn't seen any of the Harry Potter films, hadn't read the books, and, you know, we were telling them as well. Um, but, yeah, we knew. And then, of course, they announced it, and there was just cheering, absolute cheering from, from everybody. I bet. Okay, so, well, let's, let's get your guys' overall thoughts about it. Let's hear them. Oh, no, you go first. Okay, it was uh, – I'm very pleased. It was a, it, it was a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn because on one hand, I think that they did about as good a job as they could do. But on the other hand, I, I kind of, it, it, it remind, watching this movie reminded me of the fact that it reminded me of the both, hmm, being very inarticulate here, that the second half of Deathly Hollows was so action packed and there was so much substance. And every single page, 
so much went on that I kind of forgot, I guess, that the first half uh, was not like that. And this movie was a fantastic movie. It, it was very well made. Uh, they, they asked us on the questionnaire, you know, what are some scenes that move too fast? What are some scenes that move too slow? And I honestly couldn't say because every scene just seemed to be timed so well. The, the tempo was, was perfect and it, it couldn't have fit the, the way that it was written any better. The, the, the performances were as, you know, as, as to the point as any movie that they've, you know, ever released. And, you know, just like any other movie, there was moments when you're on the edge of your seat and hair is, is, is you know, on your arms is almost tingling with excitement. And then there's the other parts where, you know, the, the, like any story, there has to be slow parts and there has to be fast parts. So, so all Hans- in all, I, 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 I am very pleased with the movie. I enjoyed it very much. I was going to ask you, hands down, is it the best movie so far? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Micah. That, that was going to be the first thing I was going to say. It's hands down a very good movie. How about you, Eric? Similar thoughts? I agree with everything Emerson said. And, and, and no surprise here, but I prefer the movie to the book. Whoops. No surprise mm-hmm. there. I thought it was an amazing treatment of the book. There were scenes from the book that were even intense in the book and watching them on screen was, was even better, was even more moving, I think, than it, than it was in the book. Everything. I don't know if this was confirmed. Dobby makes a return. Everybody. Oh, no way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know we haven't seen anything about him, but he's back. And God, there were just so many, some really awesome scenes. I thought, again, the, the tempo, the pace of the book or the pace of the movie, there was nothing, there wasn't, there were no boring parts of the movie. And one thing I want to get across, is that this movie did not feel like any other film I had seen. And that was strange to me. But as I was watching them walk around Muggle London for part of it, I was like, okay, what other movies have I seen that were set in London? Does this feel like any of them? No. Everything from the atmosphere to the characters has gotten this insane treatment from David Yates. And it feels like no other movie I've ever seen. It really does feel that way. And I think that's perfect because the seventh book, uh, like it or hate it, is is such a, a different type of book. I, at least to me, the fact that book seven is so special and movie seven is, is so unique, uh, felt perfect to me. So speaking of that, was it pretty loyal to the book? Can you think of anything that changed, Emerson? Um, well, here's something. That... There's been a lot of uh, speculation about Hedwig dying. Um, it, 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 they must have changed it a little bit because the picture, we saw a picture of Harry letting Hedwig loose. And... I'm going to make that. I'm going to make a firm statement here. Uh, I chose, I decided before the film started that I was not going to comment on whether or not Hedwig dies. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, I do want to say that uh, the scene where Harry lets Hedwig go, as seen in that, that, that promo shot, yeah. that was not in the movie. Right. Okay, but... That was, no, that was where he lets her go. That was not in the movie. Was it? Yeah, right before the release. Like, right before the fellow moviegoers are saying that. Yeah. It did. It was there. Eric, were you like watching? Yeah, were you there? Are yep. you sure you were there? I, I want to retract my answer. I want to retract my statement. Everybody in the room said that was totally in the movie. I must. I blinked and missed it. All right. Everybody didn't even. All right. All right. So just tell. Just tell us. Does Hedwig die? Please, please, Eric. I'll never. I won't be able to sleep tonight. What? Does Hedwig die? Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. In fact, in fact, <laughs> all right, so that surrounding puts... Hedwig's death 
surrounding Hedwig's death, I think the, the, the purpose of it, that they gave it in the movie, uh, far, far exceeds what was in the book. Okay, I'm good. very pleased with how Hedwig died. Okay, so the, the big question that everybody wanted to know uh, coming into this, obviously, was where does this movie split? Were you guys able to tell, or did it kind of leave you guys hanging? Maybe they can mix a couple scenes up, or is, it, is the split definitive? According, yeah, the split's definitive, I would say. What do you mean it's definitive? Like they well, have- it, it, seemed, it, seemed, it seemed like that decision had been made. Um, it's, it's right after, uh, after they bury Dobby, uh, which is the most, you know, uh, my eyes got wet, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's right after that. And it, there's a scene, uh, that, that movie ends with where Dumbledore or, um, Voldemort is, is, uh, is, is, you know, very, is close. Yes. Grave robbing. <laughs> You're a dirty grave robber. Emerson almost stood up and, and shouted that at the screen. He was so horrified. Yeah, and uh, it ends with it ends with Voldemort, Voldemort taking the Elder Wand and yes. triumphantly thrusting it into the sky. And awesome. there's this dramatic lightning show and dramatic music and cut to black. Cut to black. Oh wow! See, so that's very exciting because that is what Entertainment Weekly said it would be, yeah. as we talked about on it the last correct. episode. And uh, so, Eric, it played through well. Are you happy with it? I'm very, very, very happy with it. Good, good. And did the audience see ha- seem happy with it, too? Because I imagine if, like, if the audience didn't seem happy about it, then maybe they'll change it. Because WB has been saying this whole time, like, oh, we can't, you know, we're going back and forth. We can't make a decision. So did the audience actually, as a whole seem as happy with the split? Actually, Yates... Uh, made a comment. He he was just right outside the theater waiting for a focus group to begin. And you know, I, uh, Emerson and I both shook his hand and, and talked to him for like a minute. Um, he said that the audience in this uh, screening, because they had done screenings uh, before for Order of the Phoenix and, and Half a Prince that, that Yates was at. I was actually also the one for uh, Half a Prince. Right. Anyway, Yates said that the audience in this screening was the quietest that they had been. What? And Yes, he said the audience throughout watching the film that the audience was the quietest that they had been in the previous two films. Make of that what you will. I, you know, I assured him that it was a good thing. And he he <laughs> sees it as well. But but that was his interpretation. I'm not going to top his interpretation of that. Right. I think it was very obvious from watching this movie that, like Eric said, it's very different. Uh, I I definitely felt while watching this movie that I, I, perhaps it was the knowledge that I already had before watching the movie, but I almost could feel it, it almost felt like it was part one. Uh, it felt like there were certain scenes that I just, I, I know they would have time if they had to make this one movie, and the scenes just, it, it was it was almost like a perfect adaptation of the book, which is very strange, because I'm not used to them spending as much time on a scene, you know, as I spent in my head reading it, and, and, they, and they used up all that time on screen. So, you know, I, I think it's something that, you know, as very predictably, fans are probably going to appreciate a lot more than non-fans will. Mm. Although, I would say I didn't feel it was, well, I, uh, the running time I wanted to bring up was uh, about two and a half hours. I would say that we were we were in there Good. for. And uh, David Yates said that they he still wanted to. He, he didn't say. He said he he tried to tweak. He said there's a few things he wants to not adjust or or not tweak, but adjust something like that. But he said uh, you know on on the whole and and then ran, ran for about two and a half hours. So that's mm. my guesstimate. Now, uh, what about the seven Potters scene? Was it technically impressive? And I guess we can Eric throw Roth? in. 
What's that? Dan Radcliffe and Dan Radcliffe in a bra? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> was that so? Was that funny? That had to be really funny. That that scene was was actually perfect. It was the scene started off with the perfect amount of levity. Uh, it, it was it was just hysterical in the beginning, and then it got so dark so fast, so appropriately. Yeah. And cool. and when they landed at the you know the the gravity of the situation was 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 very apparent. And, uh, it was, it was, it was chilling and the special effects were, you know, they weren't complete. So there was, there was moments in which you saw, uh, some, it was very apparent that they weren't complete yet, but for the most part, it was, uh, it, it was, it was as of your seat, uh, filmmaking. All right, cool. Now, how about Moody's death? Mad-Eye Moody, was that, was that, uh, were you happy with it? I feel like the characters in this, like, the adult characters who I haven't cared for, I didn't care for Bellatrix at all. I hate her, to be honest, in, in previous films. I didn't mind her as much in this film. I really actually quite liked her. Voldemort, you know, there's, there's little Voldemort in, in, in this, in this movie, but I loved every minute of that. And even Lupin was a lot easier to watch than I imagine some people would have found him before. And, and he had a great moment at, uh, Mad-Eye's death, uh, or around, around that surrounding Mad-Eye's death that, that I thought was, was spot on. Uh, it, it just feels like, Yates has a perfect grip how to, uh, you know, change emotions and, and, and express that on film and, and that the characters, the actors were all very passionate about doing this. Hmm. Micah? Okay, sorry. Uh, what about the wedding scene? You know, the, where, do they actually follow the book where, uh, Kingsley's Patronus comes down and says the ministry has fallen, the minister is dead? Yes. What was the scene like? I remember in, 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 uh, when I first read that scene in book seven, I thought that might have been one of the most haunting moments of the entire series. The ministry has fallen. Uh, you know, it, it just, it, it was just, ugh, that, that moment just made you almost afraid to read further because you can, you, you can feel what it would be like to lose that fatherly figure that I'm sure everyone must have felt like with having at least a somewhat functioning ministry of magic and having that just disappear. And, and the horror that must have caused. And in the movie, the, 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 you know, Kingsley's voice is so deep and commanding and it was just spoken so forcefully that it was just, it was perfect. Awesome. Uh, a couple other questions. How about Harry, how about Umbridge? You, you saw <laughs> her, right? Was she as good as she was in Order of the Phoenix? Cause I loved her in that one. I was so skeptical. Again, yes, Umbridge, top notch, I think. What do you think, Emerson? Yeah, I mean, she, it was the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. What about a uh, creature? Is this the longest recorded silence ever on Muggle Cast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you know, the development of the relationship. I mean, we see a lot of it in the book with with Harry and Creature. What about in the movie? Was, uh, he, was he in it? Yeah. Okay. You don't see him hat. I don't. What? What's the? What the hesitation is? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the movie. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. With the movie? <laughs> Eric, you are... Uh, you crack me up. Should we not ask anything further about that? I don't get it. Oh, oh, wait. No, he probably didn't exist, right? Because the special effects aren't no, done. He was fine. He was fine? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Interesting response. Well, there's a huge spoiler alert that's going to be on this episode, so you don't have to worry about saying anything. Well, no. I still, I still feel like personally, I have morals and ethics. And was uh, Harry talking to Air because Creature wasn't digitally uh, 
placed onto the film yet? No, Black Preacher was there. What? All right. Well, all right. You guys are weird. <laughs> um, let's see. What what else to ask you guys? I mean, there's tons of questions, and we won't sit here and dwell on it. But so you said the length was two right. two and a half hours. That's good. Uh, the music. The, somebody else on Twitter said the music wasn't hey, complete. What? Andrew uh, Emerson was saying something. <laughs> oh, what? Sorry. I was going to say, uh, one of the scenes I was most impressed with was the scene in which uh, Ron returns and saves Harry from the, you know, when Harry's swimming down to get uh, Dodger Gryffindor's sword and Ron destroys the Horcrux. Um, you know, the, 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 it's, it's like the, the Harry Potter version of the smoke monster. The loss comes in. <laughs> oh, There's even this thing in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> There really is, and uh, and you know, there's this giant smoke monster comes out of the Horcrux and 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 says all kinds of horrible things to Ron, and then uh, the smoke version of Harry and Hermione uh, come out and they start making out, and it almost you know they they're they're not they look just like Anne Radcliffe and Emma Watson, and you know Dan and Emma or, or Harry and Hermione are, are saying the same things to Ron they said in the book, but the venom with which you know Dan and Emma you know deliver their lines. You know, could not have been more perfect. Oh, cool. And, uh, and they, start, they start, you know, wrapping each other up and, and making out. And oh it, it almost... No, they are. Yeah. They do. I thank... I, per, I personally thank David Gates for not holding back. I think that's my favorite scene. That's, yeah. that's my favorite scene in the movie. So wait, and it almost... Because, because they were kind of smoky, like, you could feel this raw emotion coming from the yeah. characters that almost made them, like, feel like they were naked. Wow. Yeah. You know? It made them feel like they were naked. Yeah. So no, it, like, like, it, added to, it added to the intensity of the scene. Yeah, oh, we're not so saying cool. they were naked. Right. Was there some like like romantic music playing, or like what did that sound like? Was there anything yet? Uh, the the score was unfinished, and the music that was set to the film we were told would be removed. Oh, okay. So, so uh, they hmm. the right. score is that's when they introduced the movie. They said you're going to be viewing the Deathly Hallows. Uh, they didn't say just part one, so I was wondering if we were going to get part two too, but. <laughs> He said, you're going to, you know, it's a Nielsen guy, you know, didn't specify part one, but it was part one. And he, he also said the, the only thing about it is, uh, obviously the special effects, some special effects and the score is, is like incomplete. We, we dubbed in, we dubbed in a temporary score. Okay. All right. So guys, anything else to say, uh, anything disappointing was there, there had to be something, something you saw and you were like, uh, dang, I wish they did it differently. I guess it may be a little hard to say since it's not 100% complete, but was there anything disappointing that you saw? No? The great thing about this movie was that they, they, they captured so much more detail than they could in any other movie because they had so much more time. Okay. Because they split a normal-sized Harry Potter book into two movies. I felt like they didn't leave any rock unturned. You know, yeah. it, it was, there was no major you know, plot, uh, plot twists, plot changes, you know, any, any sort of... You know, there's no veering off in the book. You know, in yeah. the other movies, there was only something major that had everyone, you know, uh, everyone up in arms over. But this one, there was just there was nothing I could think of that was that wasn't you know very necessary. Good. Yeah. So, one one final question I had though was about the Horcruxes. You know, how did they go back and explain some of the ones that are in this film that maybe they didn't uh, do a good job of in the previous films? You know, Micah, I was really concerned about that too because I uh, I said you know they. Movie seven is time to play catch up on what you've missed in you know former movies, but I feel like how they treated it was was just fine, and I, I think that uh, very gradually 
the uh, mission that Harry, Ron, and Hermione are, are on is presented to the audience uh, gradually and only only as much as, as we need to follow the film. So I won't say that there was this extreme backstory moment, but uh, the bits that we did got purposefully set up what they did need to do, and I think that it was explained okay. All right. So, um, so very, jumping back uh, to what... Go ahead. Hold on, Andrew. One very general thought that I have about the movie is that, you know, at two and a half hours, uh, splitting, you know, this book into two movies, at two and a half hours, I, of course, you know, as a fan, I'm going to enjoy, you know, as many, as much, you know, Harry Potter as they're willing to, to throw at us, you know, we're going to yeah. wrap it up and we're going to enjoy it. But I have a feeling that if I was, if I was a casual viewer of the movies, I would have wanted to see this movie shorter. I think that, yeah. I think we're, we're definitely going to hear people, we're definitely going to, uh, we're definitely going to hear uh, people talking about this movie needing to be shorter. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess, um, yeah, because that's that's an interesting uh, sort of thing they have to fight with. Because obviously, the hardcore fans, everybody wants this final book to be adapted as 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 nicely as possible. And like you said earlier, you think they, you know, it's got tons of detail, and that was the thing they were promising. They said, now that we do have two films, we'll be able to get everything in. And people were still hesitant because it was like, oh. Everything or WB's version of everything, which is like a little more than the past films, but still not as much as fans want. But you're so, but you're also saying on the other hand, it may be a little too long for people, which is very interesting. So, well, it guys, of Return of the King a little bit. What's that? Or, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Return of the King. You know, a movie that was you know celebrated as being you know this you know amazing work of art. Uh, and you know, even you know, casual fans of the series still enjoyed it, but a lot of people. Uh, Still felt that it was, you know, just a little too long, even given its stellar quality. Mm. All right, guys. Well, we will let you go for now. Obviously, very exciting times, and uh, everyone, stay tuned to MuggleNet.com. We'll have more coverage about the first screening of Deathly Hallows Part One. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.